you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call me whatever you want to call me, just don't call me collect. David, football, football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program today with Memorial Day Nye. Hope you have a great three-day weekend plan for yourselves. Uh, we are going to let uh, the game of football take a backseat to the game of life. We love to talk about both here. Go see a movie. Go have a barbecue. Go eat some pie. You know what? Do all three and then watch TV. That's always a good idea, watching TV. Hopefully you'll watch some uh, NBA Finals action. Is that, Do those start this weekend, Bartlett? Yeah, they start up here June 1st. Who are you taking? Go on the record right now. Cleveland. You're going Cavs over at Golden State. I think the Warriors are just going to be desperate to win. I'm, I'm, I want to see greatness with LeBron. I mean, the well, one- the, the thing like we talked about on a podcast last week uh, with, uh, with John Gonzalez from The Ringer, the pressure, the onus is on the Warriors because they blew the all-time greatest uh, regular season record against the Cavs last year. All of this regular season has been noise for them. It's, it's just we got to get back to this spot. Well, now they're here. Now they have seven games to, to reclaim their position in the history of uh, of pro basketball. They lose this one. They're going to have a weird place in history, which is that they're the 1A team in this era in spite of breaking the single season record for wins. I'm interested in that. I'm going to go – I'm going to – I just don't think desperation I, – LeBron and company just are not going to be as desperate as they were a year ago. They wanted that title. They got that chip. Now they don't need to win. Golden State must win now unless that – turns into pressure on Golden State. Anywho, bottom line, enjoy TV, enjoy the movies, enjoy food, go out, enjoy life. And in the meantime, today, we're going to turn things over to a uh, to a best of with uh, two of our favorites. Should we call them our two favorites? That would be disrespectful to Handsome Hank, Cynthia Freeland, and the re- Matt Money Smith and the rest of the gang. But uh, among our very favorites, Ike Taylor and Maurice Jones-Drew, they had to host the show one time for at least a little while here in Studio 66 while I had to tend to one aspect of the game of life. I had to go make water so Ike and Maurice filled in. We got a lot of good stories from Maurice, his draft day story. If you haven't heard that, you definitely want to check this out. It is a compelling stuff. Yeah, it's funny, but it also, it's uh, it's pretty moving because uh, Maurice is pretty uh, pretty frank about what his was like. We've got some dear Ikeys when Ike tackles the game of life, uh, handles some questions from former NFL players or some current NFL players. We've got Ike's corner corner. We talk about what you're afraid of. We're going to hear from Joe Buck, one of the uh, the great voices of the 21st century and uh, and so on and so forth. So here we go. Take it away. Ike Taylor 
and Maurice Jones Drew. Dave Damashek. We're going to take over for Sheck today. We want to make sure everybody's uh, getting a chance to listen, watch. I want to say it's iTunes, um, NFL.com. I know it's streaming. YouTube. YouTube. Make sure you guys go and, and, and check us out. NFL Now. You know, this might be something they like to call a Wally Pip situation. Hey. If you like it too much, make sure you call and leave a comment. Or two. Or three. Because <laughs> uh, me and my man Ike, we're, we're, we're currently trying to get this thing going. But let's get to it, Ike. You know. Shaq usually likes to start with our intros. Right. And I, I like to start with them as well. Let, right. Let's just get to yours. I, well, I kind of got accustomed to it. At first, I didn't like it. But can we give the Ike Taylor intro first? That's the best thing. Yeah, man. You know what? It's kind of growing on me. It should. You know, Shaq, you know, first I thought Shaq was being funny. Yeah. With that, because he always get his little chuckle when that, when that came on. He'll get off beat, trying to move and dance. But it, it, I'm, I'm getting used to it. I can dig it. I love it. I like the end, too, because this is a, it's a blank face, and they put your face on it. That makes but you know what? One of my favorites also is MJD intro, a guy who played with Jacksonville and an Oakland Raider. If he would have played a year longer, he probably would have been in the Hall of Fame. Let's get an intro for MJD. Hey. Well, thank you. I can't uh-huh. Straight out of Oakland. That's where he's born and grown. Drafted by the Jaguar. Addicted to the end song. Now he's all with Damashek. Yeah, that's his new home. Some call him Maurice. Okay. We all call him MJD. That was awesome. That was beautiful. I, I, I can't help but thank uh, everybody who was involved with the video. <laughs> Make sure you guys check it out. Again, YouTube, <laughs> iTunes, NFL.com. Make sure you guys go out there. I want to say Stitcher as well. Just just, just go check it out. It's awesome. Hey, 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 it's 2006. Yeah. You've just come off of your junior year at UCLA, right? Yep. The The conversation going into this one nationally was how are the three big names going to slot? It was Vince Young of Texas. It was Reggie Bush of USC. And Mario Williams was getting a lot of noise. But I, yeah, he came out of nowhere. It was more of Matt Leinert. Mm, Matt Leinert was Leiner the other was guy the that people name, were excited about. And all of about. a sudden, Mario Williams comes yeah. out of nowhere, and he becomes the first right. pick, right? Yep. He goes to Texas with the second pick. Here's what the Saints did. With the uh, second choice in the 2006 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select Reggie Bush, running back, USC. So they're encouraging you. Are you thinking that you're going to be a first-round pick? Is that what's been indicated? Which, team, well, yeah. which teams have been speaking I to had, you? I talked to... Uh... I had talked to the Texans, who had the second pick in the first round. I had talked to the Denver Broncos, who had 15. So that's well, why no, I thought wait, I was the going. Texans just went first so the overall. Texans, yeah, they, they traded first up. Overalls. Oh, okay, I'm right, sorry. So they had, uh, I had talked to the – Denver is where I thought I was going to go at 15 because Kyle Shanahan was the GA at UCLA. Um, had a great meeting with uh, Mike Shanahan and the running back coach and everybody there, and there was a lot of buzz about – going to Denver because they hadn't drafted a running back. I think the last running back they drafted the first round was Clinton Portis. I was just going to say, yeah. yeah. Like a two. So it was like, it was right. like okay, like we got some things going. And they told you it would be round one or they said – No, they were they were saying we're, it's, 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 we want you round one. Right. But obviously that didn't So happen. all the agent – so your agent and all the we were, personnel guys are saying, oh, yeah, Maurice, you're yeah, in it good was, shape it was, here. It was 15. We were, I think we were projected either 15 um, and then it was whatever team that took a running back after that. So and Jacksonville, who mm-hmm. had taken my boy before me. So at that point in time, I was like, "All right, you know, we got a couple more hours. We'll be solid." Who Jacksonville take? Mercedes Lewis. Yeah. Oh, they take yeah. Mercedes. Yeah, they Lewis. took Mercedes. Back to back UCLA's. Yeah. We went back to back. So Reggie Bush goes, and then I want—I don't know—was it New England? 
the second- we'll get to we'll get to that in just a second here. So you're so they said, all right, well you're going to stay in California with your family. Right. We still, but you're big enough. You're a high profile guy. We want to put a camera. In yeah. Your, and in now your my agent was like, ah, oh, you know what? I've seen things. We don't want to be on that. Good right? call. For not, which was a great call. Because as a story unfolds, it gets a little it gets a little dark. All right, right. and you have cornrows at this time too. Right? I have dreads. You have your dreads. dreads. Yeah. Okay, dreads. so then they the Denver Broncos go at fifteen, and they don't uh, say Maurice Jones. I don't get the call. No, they Who don't. Do they, they pick Jay Cutler? Questionable. Hmm. Questionable. Whatever happened to that guy? He's still know. playing. I don't know, but it does get finally to New England at uh, twenty one, and here's what they announced: they're looking for a run. Well, hold on, wait, wait, hold on, well, hold on. The twenty uh, first choice in the two thousand and six NFL Draft, the New England Patriots select Lawrence Maroney, running back, University of Minnesota. Yeah, so I got a call before that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, between you and Lawrence Maroney. Who gives you this call? Uh, I want to say it was either one of the scouts. From the Patriots. From the Patriots, yeah. Why would they call you and Why would say they that? Tell you? That's they, like taunting what, you. Well, almost. no, that's what they do. Like, before you pick, they let you know, like, you maybe we're going to get this right. thing done. Just, you know, it's kind of like they call, like, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So like, and hey. did you get to make your case? You're like, Lawrence Maroney? No, no, it was not. They were just like, you know, I got into a little trouble before the draft. When people thought it was me, but it wasn't me. It was another guy with dread, so they thought it was me. Mm. End up getting wiped out. That's kind of why. Was I it Lawrence Maroney? Because he had dreads. <laughs> I wish. No, it wasn't Lawrence Maroney. It was uh, someone else. So it was kind of like, all right, between you and Lawrence Maroney, we're going to call you back. All right, cool. Do you say anything to Handsome's question? Does, do you say anything like, me or Lawrence Maroney? Maroney are you please? crazy? I'm so much better than Larry on my worst yeah. day. No, at, at that point, you just want to get drafted. Maurice, so when you hear, when the Patriots get up there and uh, to a when Rich Eisen and uh, Chris Berman and everybody else are saying, like, all right, let's get to the podium, the pick's in, are you, you don't know. You, it might, well, I didn't get a call, so we knew. So you knew it wasn't going to be you me, at yeah. that point. So at that point, I'm like, oh, okay. All right, now six picks later, the Carolina Panthers. I got a, This is a different – before you go, I got – the OC calls me on the phone. This is, this is what kills me. The OC calls me on the phone. He goes, listen, it's between you and D'Angelo Williams. We, I want you. The scouts want D'Angelo, so that's Bucky at the time, right? And I, Bucky, yeah, I know. I, one day I'm gonna choke. <laughs> Bucky Brooks. Bucky, Bucky Brooks, Brooks yeah, is Bucky the one Brooks. who's saying not Maurice Jones Drew. No question, he's saying D'Angelo, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. So he's like, the coaches want you, and at that time, I want to say they had uh, Deshaun Foster. Mm-hmm. So coming to the end UCLA, of his time, it was a UCLA UCLA thing kind of deal, and we really like Deshaun. We really like you. We want to get this going. You know, um, we're gonna call you. Uh, the he's like, we should be calling you right back. All right, cool. Roll the tape. (laughs) With the uh, 27th choice in the 2006 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select D'Angelo Williams, running back from Memphis. Now it starts getting real grim here because we're. What are you, what's happening now? Wait, what's happening? Oh, oh so, in your so house? now we're starting. To, no, we're in, we're in a hotel room. Are you tearing up? You, I mean, you oh, no, teared I, up. Tears are. I'm already crying at this point. Right. I'm like, I'm full on. <laughs> side. But are you? Are you like? Are you side crying? Or are you angry well, crying? It's, it's 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 more of a. You know, it's a. <laughs> Who's sad, there for you? It's just me and my agents. That's it. Just, That's just it. Everyone else is gone now. They're in a different room. Okay. They're no one. No, it was so like how he had it set up, which was. I mean, he had it all thought out. He was like, look, you know, this can go one or two ways because there's so many backs that a lot of people like. Like, we can right. either be the first one or we can kind of fall down a little bit. So what we're going to do is we're going to have us in one room and everyone else in another. And so, so are they are they adjoining rooms? No, 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 no. It's like one on one floor and then right. the others okay. on the So they can't hear you crying. Yeah, they like, are you, allow, are you loud crying? No, no, no. Like, no, no. Ah! No, no, it's not. Or are you just like, it's like literally, like I don't know. It's not a sad cry. It's like it's, it was just tears are just falling. I don't think I was right. even making any noise. No, no. If it's, handsome were there, he'd be like, they don't respect you. They- oh, so this is how it, it's starting to get dark. And so my agent's like, listen, like we got to change the energy around this. Time. And, and, and so this is before because after uh, the Indianapolis pick is when the Indianapolis right. pick kind of set me. All right, let's see that one then. All right, well, hold on, wait, oh, hold on, I'm hold on. Let him tell the story, all right, all right. Dave. So, so I'm sobbing it. Well, not sobbing. I'm just like t- just tears. tears just falling, There's no right? noise. No noise. And they could tell I'm upset. <laughs> and so the Colts call. But at this point, it's it's not a scout. It's not an OC. It's Tony Dungy. Mm. So now know, he's gonna like. So I know is because me and Tony Dungy had a talk at the combine for about two hours. We was only supposed to be 15 minutes. We just talked about life for about two hours, and then at the end of the day, he was like, "If you run a four three, we'll draft you in the first round, no question." 
I was like, all right, cool. Run four three. So I I gotta go to Indy now. What's right? Dungey like? Is he he's nice oh. to talk to you for two hours about oh, life? I guess yeah. A we nice talked guy. about like my grandfather and and just how I grew up, and he told me his situations and how he was in Tampa. It, it was just a great conversation. Really, I mean, the respect at that point, the level was like mm-hmm. up here, mm-hmm. about to go down. Oh, wow. it, it felt it felt about to plummet because he told you a lie. No, he didn't tell me a lie. Yeah, he, he did. Calls he told me. you. He told you he would draft you in the first round if you ran a four three. And he calls me right. He's on the phone. No scout. No. Right. Hey, we are battling right now. And he goes, the scouts want Joseph Adai, but all Joseph the coaches Adai. want you. And we're going to go and pick you. We're going to call you. He was like, do not do anything else. We're going to call you right back. All right. Roll tape. With the 30th choice in the 2006 NFL draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Joseph Adai, running back from LSU. <laughs> So when the word Joseph comes out of his mouth, I lost you, it. You were like, "What? I Wait a second. Now we now is it loud now, crying? Now, no, it's no crying. I'm just now I'm now like, I'm just all over the place, right? Because there's no other, no one else has taken a running back. Well, Jacksonville could have taken one, right? But they caught, they took Mercedes, so it was kind of like, all right. And they had Fred, and they had a, uh, some other guys. So I'm like, well, I don't think they're going to take a running back in the second round. So I'm sitting here just in a panic, right? I'm tripping now because I'm like. We don't know where I'm going to go because once the second round hit, it could have been anybody. I mean, I worked out with Atlanta, who then their first pick in the second round, they went with a corner. I worked out with Minnesota, who ended up going to center. You know what? The Miami Dolphins did that year. They traded their second pick for Dante Culpepper. And and remember – They could have got that instead. Guys, I knew I wasn't going to because the year before – it was the year before Ronnie Brown and all those Mm -hmm. guys came out, right? Yep. Yeah. So they weren't going to running. They right. just went running back in the first round. So it was just like I'm, I, now way. I'm going through every team in my head at this point. I'm sick. So my agent goes, "Listen, we have to change this energy," and so we start to wrestle. <laughs> and I put him in the gu- the guillotine chokehold. Right. <laughs> and the other one, like we were just messing around, and then Tennessee comes up. <laughs> so wait. So for a moment, at least the things yeah, were restored. Well, things, it, you're back in. <laughs> It was it was kind of like we were just wasting time trying to get right. through it. You know, I look up next thing I know Tennessee's on the thing. I'm like, oh, Tennessee's a team that we talked to. They were saying they were going to take a running back. But I knew the chance of me going to Tennessee when they were still Lindell White because him and Norm Chow had a thing going on. He played for Norm Chow at SC. Jeff Fisher's an SC guy. Mm-hmm. But there was a chance. But the Colts one is the worst of all. Tony Dungy gets you on the horn to tell you we're about to pick you. Then the scouts win. What's going on in Indianapolis? That's the, Bill the scouts. It's Bill Polian. Uh, you know, it was Bill. He he had the he had the last say. Right. And that's at the end of the day, that's kind of how you go. Um, that hurt. It what, hurt. Have you seen Bill Polian since? Oh, I. You know, I saw him, and I said, I was like, so Bill, how did that work out for you? And then he goes, Well, we won a ring. I go, Yeah, but I. I said some other stuff that I can't say on air, but I was like, "Yeah, I got, I got, I tore, I terrorized you for years." And was, you I made did, your home in Indianapolis. Oh yeah, yeah. I just rented it out every, every Sunday, twice yep. a year, or every twice once a, a year. year. Yeah, you know, twice. Yep. Well, you beat yeah would, in Indy you beat, in, uh, once yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah, you just year. made a home. Another in the AFC South foe. The Tennessee Titans stepped to the podium with pick number forty-five. Here's what they said: With pick number forty-five, Tennessee has selected. From USC, running back, Lindell White. So there it goes. Lindell White. That's what I heard. Uh, No, that's what I heard. At this party, it's been a long, long wait. It's been about six hours plus for Lindell White to go, and he goes 45th overall. So, you know, me and Lindell had a little history because uh, he wore 21 as well, and I wore 21, so he used to always say he was the, the real 21. In L.A. In L.A., right. So it, we, we were good. For, we're, still, we're still good friends and we hang out. I mean, that hurt, though. That hurt. Because I was like, Lindell didn't run a 40. You know, he pulled his hamstring. He didn't work out of the combine. He didn't work out the whole process. You know, that hurt me. Because I really put the time and the effort in. I I packed up and went to Miami to train on my own. Like, didn't have anyone by me. I put the, the did the whole process. I felt the right way. I was hurt. Why do you think? So it's because there was some off the field business, is what there was you think, a, there, or was well, it for me? There was so the people felt like uh, you know there's a character issue with me, and obviously it was later resolved that had nothing to do with it. But at that time, I couldn't do anything because it couldn't happened right it. before right. the draft. Like it was nothing I can do. So we kind of went through it, you know. And uh, as I started to see people go, like Devin Hester, I want to say went before me. Um, 
a guy that I – it was funny. Like, he's known as a punt returner, but I had every NCAA record at that point for punt returning. So it was kind of like – it was just all this stuff was building up. And so finally Jacksonville calls. And uh, I was sitting there, and at that point, I told my agent, like, I'd rather work at McDonald's right now. Like, I'd rather just <laughs> scratch all this. You know, Who called you stuff. from Jacksonville? Now, uh, we can make that happen, Maurice. Yeah, we can now. Yeah. We, well, it's, 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 it, that was at a point. I was at my lowest. That was the lowest of lows. I was down. I was down in the dumps. I yeah. mean, it was, I want to say, I knew the exact time, too. It was like six hours and like 50-something minutes. At one point, we had, like, clocked it. It was ugly. What's your chief emotion? Sadness, frustration, oh, anger. No, I, was, I was, I was pissed. It was, it, it was, it was, there was no other emotion but pissed. Like, like when I, when they, when I got the call, and you know, we kind of called my mom. My mom was like, "Well, look, you know, I already know how he's feeling right now. You know, she, she was like, we 'We're gonna celebrate a little bit, and then we're just gonna go to the crib.' And they cooked, and we had a good. But, but at that time, I went to the house and started running. I started just ran for like ten miles. I was sick. My agent was like, where are you going? I was like, I'll be back. And I just took off running down the street, and I ran probably almost Forrest Gumped it almost. Like, I ran like <laughs> – I was just running. I was hurt. It hurt so bad because it was like you put in all this work, you know, from a freshman at UCLA to, you know, obviously that point, and it's just like one mistake. Mm-hmm. For me, being at a certain place at a restaurant at a certain time was the reason I got – I failed. So, I, you know, when I got to Jacksonville, you know how I am. I told the people the truth. I was like, look, you know, they're like, what number do you want? I was like, I want 32. And they're like, why? I was like, because all 32 teams passed up on me. And they were like, well, Jacksonville, I was like, no, no, they passed up too. They're going to feel this wrath just like everyone else will. I remember. But so serious question. Would you, if, let's say you'd gone to New England or Carolina or whatever, you'd been, you know, number two or number three in that draft. You think your career would have would have no, no been the same? Because I should have won number one. I get it, but would you? Were you? It sounds like you were motivated by I was mo- all those I was teams. motivated from the time they picked Mario Williams at at one because I never heard of him. Let's uh, take a look. Uh, let's pay it off here with uh, the sixtieth pick in the hot six sixty. Should have won sixty. <laughs> and Maurice Jones Drew is in the latest Jacksonville Jaguar. Yeah, nice job by Jacksonville. They they need a compliment. Did a good job here for a Fred Taylor. Maurice Drew, the thing that sticks out to me when I watch tape is how strong he is from the waist down. He can also help you in the return game, but even though he's five, six and a half, Corey, his strength from the waist down, breaking tackles, running people over, is immense. Look at that. That's great stuff. There, that is great. That's Mel cool Kuiper looking. can kiss my whole... <laughs> You know what? Compliment. Compliment. A compliment. And, and then B, five, six and a half. Yeah, You're five, eight. Give me, give me my whole, give me the whole five, eight, Mel. And oh, so. Wasn't that Mayock? By the that way, was Mayock. How, about, Mayock how about the fact that, that how about that is the final insult that the broadcast, they don't, it's, it's so far down, they don't even have it on camera. It's like, oh, hey, by the way, yeah, this in happened. case you missed it, Jack, Jack, oh, no, that's what it this was. guy. That's what it was. It, it, it wasn't when the names picked. So. You know, I, I uh, my agent was like, listen, I, I see it. I understand it. He's like, just like we did at the 40, you know, write down the things that that you feel disrespected about, and we'll go on about that. Who called you from Jacksonville? Uh, first call I got was uh, Kennedy Pola, which was a running back coach, and then Jack Del Rio hopped on the line. What Jack say? What did you say to him? He didn't say we're thinking about you or something No, no, no. Else. Jack was they, like, they, they Jack were like was we're like, taking you. Jack was like, how you feeling? I was like, not very good. <laughs> And he goes, what's wrong? <laughs> he goes, what's wrong? I go, it's a long story, but, I, you know, I was like uh, – You've been watching the draft, Jack? I was like, uh, you know, it's just been a long day. <laughs> and he was like, I get it. He goes, but, you know, you may not know this, but I'm from the area. We have close ties to the same people, which we do. And he was like, I can't wait for you to come here and help our team win a championship. And I was like – all right, I'll be when do you want me there. I'll be there tomorrow. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> He's like, you got some time. I was like, all right, cool. Just let me know. Dave, Dave. Here's a question from Dear Ike. It came from the Super Bowl. We went around. We talked to some football luminaries, but also some football fans down in Houston, Texans, uh, Houston, Texas. Here's one from a passerby. Dear Ike, what's the best way to change a poopy diaper? <laughs> It's time for Dear Ike, where Dear where where Ike tackles the uh, the the issues that surround the game of life. Oh man, it's easy, man. You gotta have the wipes on deck. Mm-hmm. You gotta have whichever wipes you like. They got a few brands uh, that you can use for the baby wipe, but and you can't be afraid in public to lay the baby down. 
mm-hmm. on your jacket, on the shirt. See me, I used to take my shirt off because I wanted to show my muscles. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> used to take my shirt off, put it on the ground, make sure I had every, put his butt up a little bit. But, but I, wait, wait, hold on. No, no you would no. take your shirt off put it on the to ground. change a diaper. No question. No All right, question. that seems like an that unnecessary seems, step. No. <laughs> right. no. really Have you seen that commercial where the terrible towel? Uh-huh. Where the baby spilled oh, ice yeah. cream? Yeah. And his dad took his shirt off uh-huh. instead of giving <laughs> instead of giving the baby the terrible towel. Instead of ice cream, this could be something worse. No, no question. Right. So I take my shirt off, put that thing on the ground, got to tilt the butt up a Soft little bit. Soft serve, right? Got to tilt it up and just and just wipe it once, fold it, wipe it again, throw it away, get another one, wipe it once, fold it. Wipe it again, throw it away. Put the clean diaper. You gotta, you gotta keep the butt up. You can't let the butt touch the uh-uh. shirt. Can't well, let the butt well, touch the shirt. Put it on. Strap them up. Bam, bam. Put his clothes on. Bam. Put my shirt back on, and we're ready to go. Well, the two on. genders. See, you've only had the boy, but uh, handsome and I have experience on both sides of the gender fence, and they each provide. They they each provide different, different challenges. challenges, don't different they? Different challenges, yeah. yeah. I mean, because they, they they can make a lot of mess in a lot of different places, right? Uh, I I think the most important thing you Ike now the little girl you go the other way. You have to you yeah, start you have to front wipe, to back. Yeah, because yeah, you can't go up up in yeah. there. Yeah, Trouble, you don't want that. Right. Yeah, you Trouble don't want to go up. That's yeah. a bad thing. Um, the Y'all important crazy. thing, though, is is preparation. Like the last thing you want to do is being that you take your shirt off, of course, you know. So now I'm half naked, um, <laughs> I like and, and then I and then I do the wipe, and then I'm like, oh, the di- the nearest diaper is over there, and I'm holding this and yeah, the be- and the, right uh, up, baby. You got to be pre- you got to have Every, everything. Everything got to be right though, and you know. I'm kind then of you got to put your shirt back on, go find yeah. a diaper, take it back off again, and then finish off. You it's such it. a I, bummer, though, to me, pun not intended there, that uh, I never got to see a shirtless Ike Taylor changing a, oh. changing a nude bum well, of an infant we'll bring it, well, on bring the streets an of Pittsburgh. You've got an infant. I felt, you bring I felt one in like, here. I felt like that was my time to shine. Like, yeah. oh, look at look at, Ike. Look at that. Not only. Not muscle a, man right. changing that baby diaper. Right. Dave What's it feel like, first of all, when you know the other team has decided, oh, yeah, we found the weak link, and it's you? Man, I was that guy. And I, I was talking about this this morning. I was that guy to Will Silver. I was talking to Will. Shout out to Will. I was talking to him this morning, and I was that guy for uh, the Detroit game. You know, I had Megatron. Megatron had like 190-something on me in the first half. And Coach T came to me like, what you want to do? Meaning – do you want to just line up on one side or do you just want to you want to continue to cover him? I said, Coach, man, the only way I'm going to get out of this hole if I just fight through the second half. The boy had no – the boy, meaning Megatron, had no catches in the mm-hmm. second half and we wound up winning that game. So that's the mindset of a corner. Like, you're going to have some games like that. And I was on every coverage with Megatron. Megatron was just being Megatron in the first half. So – that's why I wasn't tripping. Like, I'm on him. He's just making these Megatron plays. So, hopefully I can just shake back in the second half, shut him down, and we can win this ball game. And that, and that happened. With Trey, man, it was picking on Trey. So, we like to call the words Waldo. Mm-hmm. So, they found Waldo for the time being. It's just, if you keep going to that well, man, sooner or later, man, that sun going to suck that water up out, out that well, and it's going to become dry. And that's what happened, man. He made him pay at a crucial time in the game. Do you say though? So if you're Trey Waynes at, for the bulk of that game, and they're just uh, they're just going at you again and again, do you go into the huddle and be like, "Hey, I'm sorry, guys," in the locker room, or guys looking at you at halftime, like, "What what's going on, man? You're blowing this one." Do you do you feel that way, or and how what percentage of guys given the opportunity by the coach to back off of that and say, "Hey, Tomlin comes to you and says, do you want us to switch out here?" I'm sure there's a dignity. At stake there, but how many guys go like, yeah, coach? I'd, I'm getting humiliated. I'll just tell you, please from my save me. Point like, if there's a corner having a bad day, because everyone that plays football understands that's one of the toughest positions on the field. That and left tackle. Mm-hmm. So when you have a guy that's having a bad day, you just got like, hey man, like <laughs> it's hard out there. It's hard. So you tell him like, look, you know, we're gonna do whatever we can. The D line's gonna try to get more pressure, but. That's what we, we, we believed in that throughout the week. Our preparation was to put you on that person. I, I remember Rasheed Mathis had to cover Marvin Harrison. And it was, that was one of the weeks where no one talked to Rasheed because we know he had to get into a certain mindset because he was about to run around and chase this, this cat-like <laughs> player all over the field. Like, yeah. this is what was going to happen. And it was just – it was one of those things where, hey. The life 
the life of a corner, man. Like like I be telling people, everybody want to call themselves a shutdown corner, but you know, to each his own. Some some feel like a shutdown corner can line up on one side and just shut the whole side of the field down. Others feel like you have to travel, which I do to be considered as a shutdown corner because that's what I know. You know, you can say what you want to say about Ike Taylor and not catching the ball, but giving up a few touchdowns on my 12-year career, that's that's what I pride myself on, like giving giving my team my opportunity to win a game. And I felt like, man, if my coaching staff and my and my teammates had that trust in me to line up against the best receiver, then I'm cooking with gas. Like a, a lot of coaches don't have that kind of confidence in a corner to line up against the team opposing best corner and play for 68, 67 snaps a game. So – if if I consider myself a shutdown corner, um, Trey just had that life of a corner kind of mentality, man. You know, you gonna have you might have a quarter, you might have a game, but uh, you can stop everything from leaking by making plays and getting interceptions, and that's what he did, man. You can just see his facial expression. If you just look at his facial expression when he ran down the sideline looking up at the uh, TV, if you just see his facial expression, it was like, I told y'all stop playing with me. Like, I know I wasn't playing good at, <laughs> in the beginning, but y'all see what I can do. I didn't close the game. I was like, your face tell everything. How? <laughs> That's Dave Damashek. Now, Eric Berry, of course, we remember this from him famously two years ago, Strange Fear. I didn't go that horse. It ruined his whole game. <laughs> the whole day devoted to being afraid of a horse. I respect it. Uh, you don't know what the horse is thinking. Uh, that's true. That's Imagine if he be drafted by the Broncos. And just like, I refuse to play. There's another oh four-legged gosh. creature that someone here in Studio 66 is afraid of. Take a look back to summertime <laughs> when it was announced the L.A. Rams were moving. This is a good place to stop. Over. <laughs> What's wrong, Maurice? What's happening? He's scared of me like I'm scared No, he's not. No, he likes you. He, was, wants, he wants to feel You brought a live animal in, Shaq. Maurice, just give him a hello kiss. Maurice, you're taller than him and everything. <laughs> Shaq, that means nothing. That means have, nothing you, have you ever had a dog? That's not no dog. <laughs> yeah, Maurice was scared of a live ram. It was a baby ram. It don't matter. Scared How do you know that was a baby? That Shaq, was a- first of all, you brought that ram out of his uh, environment <laughs> into where we were working. Okay. And then you even said he nudged you one time and kind of gave you a little, mm. I'm not going to. And then he was looking at me out the side of his face. Like, I'm not messing with him. They have to look out the side of their face. That's where their eyes are. Professional exactly. football player, Maurice Jones-Drew, who didn't back down from Sean Merriman, who had him by at least 50. Sean, Sean got two legs. Exactly. And I know what Sean's thinking. He's a human. I don't know what's going through that Rams mind at that time. And then Handsome. I, and then Nate was pinching me the whole time, trying to get me to come out. Check. Let's not do that again. Well, any wild know. animal I don't like. <laughs> well, oh, I would never. Boy. I would never take advantage of that. No, right. boy, y'all crazy. Now, handsome Hank was once bucked as a child. This is I true. was butted by a ram. Yes. I got. I not not just like a nudge. I got a full like those horns. He was Bang. a little boy running in a field in England somewhere, and a ram came and and hit him in the blindsided me for real. Did he? I didn't did even he know come he back there. the second time or no? <laughs> no, he just stood over me. He like tr- it was Ram trash talking me. He Go like, away, Ram. Be did you? you? What'd you say to the Ram? I was like, great? what the hell was that? Handsome. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you have any unusual fears of bananas? No, I, mean, I can't or think rams? of anything that like spiders. Unusual. No? I I'm good with spiders. Snakes. Are you, what are you afraid of? You have any phobia? I, I tell you what, I don't, but this is, you're supposed to, I hate horror movies. I can't watch a horror movie. What? Like, I wouldn't, I cannot sit down. I haven't watched a horror movie in 20 years. That's that, that's made up. I'm talking about something that can really get you. Like, what, like imagine, a ram? Yes. You don't run into rams on a daily basis. But when you, if you're hiking, if you're on that Runyon Canyon, you're hiking. There are no rams. There's up, rams no, on there. There's no rams <laughs> on sheep. In Hollywood, <laughs> there are no rams running okay, around. Okay. Like wild, wild we'll rams. Go up there and let's get... see. Yeah, let's you let's go do up it. There and as soon as you get as soon as you get blindsided, then you'll be like, <laughs> well, I, well, Maurice said there was rams. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Maurice said What if there is right? a ram? What's it going to do to you What's if there is do? one up there? That's just territory. If he comes Smash to charge, yeah. But Smash they don't. But that would be if, like, if that you were ram, another ram, then he would be like, this ram's in my territory, but you're just like your Maurice. He might got a bad eye. eye. He might got a bad eye. Ike, yeah. what is your phobia? <laughs> Looking at you out of the side of his face. Oh, man. <laughs> just probably staring down a grizzly bear. A bear. Yeah. Yeah, a bear like, would be bad. Well, see, that's reasonable. Now, if there's a big... Ten foot bear. Now, see, that's a reasonable fear to have. But you don't know what he's thinking. It's not. It's not that he's afraid that the bear is ten foot. He doesn't know what he's thinking. <laughs> I don't that's know. That's the issue. I want has. I, I legitimately wonder: Has a human being in recorded history ever been killed by a ram? Probably not. You know, I don't. Know. I bet. I bet. Because like those horns, if they jumped up, some of those you know you see on the nature programs, the yeah. rams they like well, jump yeah. up. And those horns are hard. If I like got you when in they the do head. their thing. That's one of the coolest things in nature is that rams run full speed at each other. Well, why you didn't do that with that ram to see where you was at with it since it was a baby? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you saw, I, I made friends with them. I'm a man of peace. I'm okay. a friend of yours and a friend of nature's. <laughs> I don't mess like, with live animals. Especially I, you know, with the four legs. No. My fear is my my fear is uh, I'm afraid if of I, failure. I guarantee, I guarantee if I brought my, my, my two young puppies in here, everybody in this thing would get up and move. <laughs> What's your dog's name? <laughs> Uh, Jag and Raider. <laughs> You're listening to David. Any issues, Ike? I'm going to turn to you with this one. In Heinz Field, are perhaps the two best wide receivers. I guess uh, all due respect to Dez and to Julio Jones and the rest. But Odell Beckham and Antonio Brown, um, best of chums, apparently. Mm-hmm. We we see video or whatever on social media of them hanging out at AB's place the night before the game. Then on the field before they're embracing, before the game. Then during the game, AB makes a great catch. And to- uh, Odell Beckham smiling and laughing. Then after the game, the jersey swap. What do you think about all this? Like, where, where do you draw the line if you do draw one? I mean, at the same position, you, you, you don't have to draw the line. Mm-mm. If he's going against a corner, then... I'm going to go ahead and put this line in the dirt, and if you cross it, it's a wrap. But between Antonio Brown and OBJ, man, them guys just they, – they're very competitive. Mm-hmm. They work super hard. They're superstars in the NFL. They can't go nowhere without somebody knowing who they are. And when you have a friendship like that and you got one goal, and what's the one goal? That's being the best receiver in the NFL. Both of the, both of those guys are the best receiver on their team, let alone one of the best receivers in the NFL. So you can have that kind of friendship because it's the same position. But it's, first of all, the fans. Let me just say, first of all, from mm-hmm. fans, we don't like it. It's weird. We're, we're no, 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 no. What you, what it you, does what matter. You, you can't say you like, it doesn't matter. It does no, no, matter, no, no. What Maurice. You, what, you, what you like is that OBJ Josh Norman that's matchup. You, that's, that's, I, from a fan agree. perspective, that's what you like. Well, I'm sorry. That's what you love. So it's cool for you to love that and dislike this. If I'm a player and I'm still playing, oh, he disliked that because I'm cool. If I'm cool with Revis, why are you mad? Because I'm cool with Revis. Now, if Antonio Brown ain't cool with Revis, now they're going to give us do something to talk about. Do it on your own about. time. Don't do I, it on the football but, field. This is where you're – you say you can't go anywhere in your private life, but it's because of the deeds uh, in, in your public life, which is – between the white lines, just at, do that. At, do at that same, on your own. Don't do it position. out there on the field. That's at the all. same position. I, I'll, I'll say this: this all season, Antonio Brown was out here training, right in L.A. Well, guess who came out and trained with him? Odell Beckham flew out for a couple weeks, and he trained with him. Those guys have a they have a they have a relationship. I have the same relationship with Matt Forte, and and I remember Jaguar fans that got upset we had lost to Chicago, and after the game, I w- literally went and grabbed my son. And was like, do you remember? You look at Uncle Matt, and we're smiling and talking. He's hugging my son, and people are like, "Why are you guys?" It, it's it's listen for those four hours. I don't like him, and that's fine. But once the game is over, we go on vacations together. We hang out. My kids know his kids. That's what it comes down to. Regardless of what it was, they hang out. I go. I mean, you've gone to dinner with people before the game. I mean, that's what you do. Like if you have a homeboy or somebody you went to college with or whatever it may be, you go out. I mean, I remember Kansas City. I had a coach take me out to dinner in Kansas City. Came and picked me up, a coach. Yeah, I know you. From the other team. Yeah, your guy came and got me. Saying we just had, we just had Mr. Joe Buck, or Mr. Joe Buck is coming. That's just like when Mr. Joe Buck come, man. We just act a certain way. So you can't tell me that as an analyst and a broadcaster. And we we in the same playing field. So you mean to tell me what you're gonna tell Mr. Joe Buck? Because you're because we fans are watching you guys run into each other, and we presume that Not you don't two, like each them other. Them two aren't running All into right, each yeah. other. They're the same position. That's what I said. They're the same position, and, so and, they're allowed. And they're the exact same person. That's the crazy part about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, one one is a little different, 
you know, but they still both those guys that they celebrate the same, they dance, they always smile, they're always having a good time. They're both explosive, and they've changed the game of receiver like nobody's business. I agree, and I would be a lot. I'd be honestly a lot more raw about this whole thing if the Giants would have beaten the Steelers. But at least the Steelers. Won. I'll tell you this: if it was Sean Davis and Odell Beckham doing that, then I'd be pissed off. Oh yeah. But yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, so it's the position that uh, yeah, where you draw Warner's, the line. That's the answer, I guess. The, the only guy I was cool with was Steve Smith Senior. That was the only guy I was cool with. And I go. Did with, you do with, the jersey with, swap? What? No. Huh? No. Nope. Exactly. No. We'll, we'll give a shout out. We'll give a shout out. I go dap him up. See what he's doing for the game. Uh, but he's... once, but once that whistle blow, I turn into somebody totally different. He turned into somebody totally different. And it's like, dang, I just saw them dudes dab each other off. Why are they trying to take their hands off each other? We play. I played T.J. Ward. That's my family. That's my man's. Got his jersey and everything out in the off season. But when we played each other, I was trying to hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> flat out, because I'm not gonna let you go back home and tell people how you got me. That's not what's gonna, gonna have happen. That one up. No, no, no. And and every time he might, I think he made it got me. He might have got me one time, and I wasn't looking. He kind of caught me, and I jumped me out of bounds a little bit. I said, "That's your one," <laughs> and you and you missed it. That was your one chance. Now when I see, I'm looking you, for you. Every time I get the ball, I'm going for you. Don't. <laughs> I don't care about anybody else. I don't Come see any. You. I'm right for you. And and that's somebody that I played. I played with high school, Pop Warner. All the way up to the league with. And you're right. Like, during the tape, I don't care who you are. I'm about to – I love you. And that's why I have to do this to you. Hey, Maurice, did you ever have to pee on the field? Oh, all the time. Did you? I just peed. You, what do you mean you just peed? <laughs> just let it go. Oh, I yeah. thought you meant just now. No, 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 no. no if I, you I, do have to, feel free. Anybody here, same rule. No, no, what no. What do you mean? You just did. You, what, like I would either, if I was on the sideline, I would. They would put towels around you. You pee in the little water bottle. But if you're on the field, you just go. Somebody's gonna get wet. <laughs> what? That's, yeah. What? Now, if I have to go, no, that's, that's, that seems so like you, a weapon. If I have no, to go what you two, do is you you pee on yourself and have a water, water bottle, bottle and you spray it as you're peeing. Hmm. Wow! Or, now that's news. But if I've you have never to go heard number that. Two, you have to you have to get off the field and go. You can't go number two in your pants. That never happened. That's happened before. Marcellus Wiley. I'm snitching too. <laughs> Marcellus Wiley did it in the playoffs. I mean, again, God. I don't think. I mean, it's it's of course grotesque. It but is. On the it's other, it's kind of weird to talk about. It is weird, but if it's an important enough game, especially if you're a running back, Maurice, no one wants to tackle you when you're in that state. <laughs> Grace, <laughs> it's a weapon. I mean, this is it, competitive it is, advantage. It is, but it isn't. Like sometimes, and I and I can tell you, you overhydrate right before the game, especially in Jacksonville. It's ninety degrees, eighty percent humidity. You're you're gonna be sweating, but sometimes you gotta go and. You're right. Every game is important, so you have to just. Well, do every your thing play and is important. A... If you're Joe Buck and you're responsible for the play-by-play, you once uh, were calling a game featuring Brett Favre, right? Yeah. Do we have the thing? Are you serious? I've never there seen he is. this. Joe Buck, water during a play. This is this is a pros pro. Everybody, take a listen to this call. Joe, Joe do you want to set the scene? Yeah, I'm uh I'm like 25 or 26 calling this at Fox, and the the half would not end. And we had only 30-second breaks left. And I know the ex-players are like, oh, poor baby announcer. But it was a game in Milwaukee where the Packers used to play one home game every year. And the booth was nowhere near the bathroom. You had to, like, go over catwalks and through people. And so I couldn't get to the bathroom. And I kept going, I've got to go. And somebody handed me, like, one of those little water bottles. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I just slapped that away. And there was a girl in the booth. I said, you're going to have to leave. And I had a parka on, and it was a trash can like that with a bag in it. And I, and I, so now the break happens, and stage fright hits, and I can't go. Oh, wow. And because I've got people around me, and right. now I start with like 10 seconds left coming back, and we came right back from break. And the first play yeah, from yeah. after the timeout, now I'm going, and then – Bango. Midstream, take it away, Brett Favre and Joe Buck. In the flats, it's sharp. Touchdown, Packers. And then I finished. Did the Does voice inflection affect anything? Is there a connection between, you know? I, I kept it within the can. Let's uh, say that. I didn't miss. Even though I t- in the flat, touchdown. I still I maintain my focus. 
Mr. Joe, you got to let that thing fly, baby. You can't yeah. get stage flight. Yeah. You got to let that thing go, You can never play in the Joe. league if that's the case. Yeah, you got to let that thing go. When you have to go to the P test, that guy is like this. Oh, yeah. There are so many things keeping me out of playing in the league. <laughs> Being able to pee on command is really low on the list. Wow. It's tough. A lot of a lot of people can't perform under pressure. I'm telling My you. esteem for you as a man is is soaring now. I, mean, I uh, it's hey. no, there's no indication. I mean, that's that was a Joe Buck call, Can like I, any other. Real quick, so how how short are the halves? I mean, I went to the bathroom in London and came back, and the game was already started. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'll do that to Aikman because Aikman's standing there and he's deadly afraid of like me going to the bathroom or jacking around back there talking to somebody and not <laughs> being there and then they kick off and he's like I, I I don't know what to say so I'll just hide and wait and I wait I can hear him counting five four three and he's looking around and then I come in I'm like oh here's uh, Mason Crosby to kick off that's the worst feeling ever yeah I, I'm telling you I came back. And I, I, I'm, like, going down the stadium steps, and I look, and they're, they're already on the field snapping the first snap. I'm trying to get around people because in London you have to go through the people to get to oh, the bathroom. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is too much. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Dave Damashek. Faux controversy. My favorite I, I think it's a faux controversy, although <laughs> Cowboys fans certainly remember Tony Romo, whatever that was, 10 years ago, I guess. Uh, or 11 years ago, going down to, where was he, Cabo? Or something like that with Jessica Sim- Jessica Simpson. All sorts of heat about this. Oh, it was a big deal. They were 13-3, and three, and the Giants, ironically or coincidentally, either way, went in there. That's my doubt. Odell. Hey, New Orleans boys, hey, New Orleans boys just got that swagoo, bro. Who's the, who's wearing the black like all black getup? Yeah, their outfits are weird. That they oh. all showed up. They just did. They just. I work out. Who is that though? He. I work out. I work out. I work out. I work out. But, but I'll who's work the out. guy wearing the black shirt and pants? Like, why is he so like? Why does he need to be so covered up? What's that's the problem? G, that's G right now. I like that. That's all black with that red. Oh, he probably a blood. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I'm, well, first of all, the fashions are so black tight jeans are in with the New York football oh, Giants. Super tight. You know, you know the boys up there in New York. They you know fashion. what? Though? They're all trying to go the Ike Taylor status because nobody looks better in black tight jeans Thanks. than Ike Taylor. You know, oh. you wear them black. You sure. wear them black jeans to show your package. The FedEx. Oh you my goodness! You haven't seen me in black jeans, Freeland. Let's look out next week. All right, something to look forward to. That is something to look forward to. <laughs> Meantime, Ike, what What's about up, this? <clears throat> Do you? I, I say faux controversy. I I feel like people love an excuse to get up on Mount Pius and talk about human beings living a life. <laughs> But weigh in. You're a player. It's a play. I, I, you know what? I can buy that somebody would uh, that you might wring hands and say like, "Wait, what? The playoffs are here, and they're down in Florida partying." Respond. Off days. So when you win ball games and you got the playoffs locked up, you get Monday and Tuesday off, mm-hmm. especially the week before the playoff game. So these guys, we were talking about OBJ earlier during the season. Oh, he needs to stop whining. He's doing too much. He's drawing too much attention. Now you see when he sits out how the offense looks, what it look like. What the offense look like when OBJ set out in that second half of that game, mm-hmm. that red skin game, what it look like? Not as good. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you. But we did this. From you two, did this. The Steelers uh, did this. this. Wait, you're this trying is, to tell me that 20-something-year-old men want to have fun? This Blasphemy. This, uh, right? This is what we did. This is what, you, you hanging out with the boys. We didn't have social media. Social media wasn't that's as big. That's the difference. As far as right. I can it tell, that's the difference. As big. But we did all this. We used to I actually, be in New York all the time. Every team does I this. Think, I think this but is it, very different from like going on a trip with just your girlfriend away from your your boys. They're going out having fun together. To me, that's like improving your chemistry, having fun. They get a good laugh. They get a good yeah. watch. All right, cam. there's one they all have matching in the background. But aside she's from taking that. A, she's probably she's, taking a picture. She might be the uh, – Right, the but they're, but they're having fun, and they're getting matching watch tans. So Where did they get? Great in Lambo. <laughs> See, the problem it's is. It's all G-rated fun, Cynthia. Yeah. I think it's fun. God forbid they have some fun. It wouldn't have been no this. boys. This, this would have been. It would have been. You got your watch on your left us hand? Us three. Right. And probably 60. Who are the three? <laughs> Who 60 cheese. It would have been 60 cheese <laughs> on that boat. Jeez, 60 cheese. <laughs> what did they – first of all, where did they get the boat? Secondly – You went the boat. Did they get straight off – they got straight off the plane. No, you flat charter. You flat charter. Here's my only one problem. The one guy over in the corner here is missing his left watch 
and they're so he's not really kind of one of the team. Everyone else is wearing a watch in their left hand, a gold watch in their left hand. Why the are they? <laughs> they but why didn't they get some swim trunks? They didn't what even need them. For what? It's cool down there in Miami right nice, now. To go take a nice dip in the ocean. Man, this man. All, the only thing I'm dipping in that sun is dipping the top part of my uh, torso. That's oh, the only the, thing. That sentence ended way better than it might have. I didn't know <laughs> I didn't where know. that was going to wind up. <laughs> now let's let me play Devil's <laughs> Damashek for a second. What? So as there's no physical thing of like getting on a plane and flying right back. That's not gonna. They're not gonna be tired for the uh, week. I'm just I I don't care what they do. I'm just it's trying to. It's not like they're flying commercial, like next to some guy's. Correct. Sneezing. That's hachoo, one. Hachoo. Right. That's, that's not. First happening. of all, we fly a charter, so right. we get to leave whatever. Hey, I want to leave at seven o'clock. In the and it's only them. There's no like because germs. Like I hate flying with like germs. Right. That's the reason. So, so we're gonna no. we're gonna fly a charter. We're gonna get to our destination. We're gonna have our itinerary. When we get to our destination, we're gonna get a workout in. After we get this workout, a it's workout whatever. in. No yeah. Question. People in Miami like to see muscles. No, I think clearly. Giants fans would feel a lot better if they heard that. Oh yeah, no, there was a workout somewhere in there in Miami. There was definitely workout in there. Oh yeah, it's a workout for sure. There was and the steam yeah. room and you know the it's whole a, thing. It's the whole thing. Take them two. Take them two out there. Since y'all don't like the way I'm partying and living my life, take these two out of this situation off the field. Odell and, and Shepard Sterling. Uh huh. Take us off. I'm gonna live my life. That's one thing. I'm, that's one thing I do like about Coach T. He said you can't live in fear. <laughs> and I'm not going to live in fear because now you're thinking about consequences. And I can't think about consequences. I don't know how that exactly applies to – but as, <laughs> the bottom they, they line is – Because we're talking about it. The bottom line is the head coach is cool with it, right? I think people look no for question. controversies. Oh, they showed up. They nobody. I'm sure the I'm sure Who the cares? Giants knew they were going. But down. what you I, was doing? What you was doing at 22? You tell me. Even you didn't even play the NFL, but tell me what you was doing at 22. Watch right. TV. Watch Stop it. That, no, but that like, wasn't that wasn't it's, a personal I choice. I kind of like that they're hanging out together. No question. Nice. It's that good camaraderie. You listen today, damn Make sure you guys go to NFL.com slash DDFP. Check this out. And then when you check this out, tell a friend. Tell a friend. Pass that, it forward. That's all you got to do. And after you tell a friend, tell another friend. It's always good. All right, everybody. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Thin slice of heaven. All right, I don't want to be vain, but I don't think they should be doing that. I don't think they should be thin slicing heaven and in and nothing, you know? Anyhow, so I'll give you the thin slice of heaven. Have a good uh, Memorial Day weekend, everybody. Be the envy at uh, the barbecue. Go get yourself some MeUndies. Check it out. MeUndies.com slash NFL 2017. You can subscribe 20% off your first pair. Use MeUndies.com slash NFL 2017. Back with live shows all next week. Then slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.